Meanwhile, the head of tourism, Cook Highlands, has labelled this year's budget a pragmatic one. $5.7 million US dollars has been set aside for Cook Highlands Tourism Corporation. Chief Executive Carla Eggleton told Lydia Lewis the tourism funding allocation was expected. The budget appropriation for 23-24 for Cook Islands Tourism Corporation was planned and expected. And it's primarily because of the phase of recovery that we're in currently. In this last financial year, 22-23, we have now completed the uh, onset of four inaugural flights. And so for the next 12 months, we're going to be focused on getting those flights up and running. However, beyond the next financial year, we would be expecting the Cook Islands government to see the value of tourism and would have seen the work that we've been doing to recover. And once we've reached our targets, uh, we will be expecting Cook Islands government to support uh, tourism um, as as the economic uh, regrowth. Were you disappointed at all that the figure remained the same, 9.4 million that I can see? No, not at all. Right now, in the next 12 months, we need to focus on filling planes, focus on getting airlift back to where it was in 2019 levels. And uh, I would expect that in the next uh, four to six months, once the data comes in on the performance of the four new uh, routes that we have developed in the last 12 months, we'll be in a better position to understand uh, the future needs of tourism. And with the minimum wage increasing, what impacts does that have on the tourism sector? The Cook Islands tourism's recovery doesn't go without other additional issues and labour has been a significant problem that we're all trying to address right now. The increase in the minimum wage is effective across the nation as a whole but for the Cook Islands very few people in the tourism industry are on minimum wage and so the increase in the wage by 50 cents to $9 an hour is going to pretty much affect uh, other industries, in particular government employment. Uh, our biggest issue in the industry, in the tourism sector will be capturing and engaging with la- foreign labour uh, because there is a lot more attractive options outside of the Cook Islands. Yeah, and this is an issue that's been obviously going on for quite a while. Last time I did a story on this, operators were looking elsewhere to get workers. Where is the focus at the moment? Are workers being brought in from other countries? Yes. Uh, we are, we're, we're entering our high season right now, and uh, labour is, is, is critical. Uh, foreign labour, uh, we've seen an exodus over, over COVID times. We've seen that outward migration by Cook Islanders and foreign workers. Uh, we've lost them to New Zealand and to Australia predominantly, and uh, we're really looking at ways in which we can build back that resource. Uh, to help support the industry. It's been very challenging and so we've got to, uh, because of the competitive nature of the employment market, everybody's looking for uh, staff and uh, it is no different for us. So we keep looking at ways in which we can attract workers to the Cook Islands. Was there anything passed in this budget that would do that, that would help attract workers? I think it's not about what uh, what gets passed in budget. It's not it's not the money that is going to uh, help us in our recovery and being able to address situations. It's being able to sit down together and work collectively with the resource that we have. 
I I think that um, if we got some cross collaboration within agencies to address some of these issues, working with the private sector and reaching out to our uh, stakeholders and partners in New Zealand and Australia, I think that we, we would have a good opportunity to start solving the problem. That's not to say that we don't have our internal issues that we need to be addressing, but it's not all financial. It's also about working smarter, working more effectively, and uh, really pinning down uh, the strategic uh, direction that we want to be taking. This has been labelled a tough budget. Why was this a tough budget? Uh, so it's my understanding that uh, coming out of COVID, uh, when the Cook Islands was, um, we were under a hiatus for tourism, the borders closed, and our number one economic driver uh, came to a grinding halt. Our, our Cook Island government uh, took a lot of reserves and really put it back into the private sector, making sure people remained employed and making sure businesses stayed afloat as best they can. Uh, we're now entering into an era of uh, debt equity management and uh, making sure that Cook Island's government can uh, are prudent in their spends. Uh, because uh, times will be tough in the next three to four years. We will have to, as a country, work together to ensure that we can stay afloat, uh, stay abreast of the needs, and um, keep managing uh, the best that we can. The budget this year was difficult because uh, we are now take countries taking on debt that we haven't seen in a long time, and so we just have to adapt to uh, what that additional pressure will place on us. I think we're doing a good job. I think that the budget this year was uh, uh, pragmatic. It was what it needed to be, a balance between keeping economic, uh, keeping business uh, going, uh, putting investments where we need to, to uh, ensure that uh, the economy remains, but also uh, allowing to look after uh, the social sector as well. That's right. So did the debt to GDP ratio go up again this year? Uh, I don't, it did go up. It was it okay. was it met its forecast. It was planned to it was planned to increase over the last couple of years, and uh, we have seen that happen. So it was no surprise. Uh, we uh, the general public have been kept informed of where that all sits. What's going to be interesting is watching the next three to four years play out and see where that uh, debt equity ceiling uh, holds and whether what is being forecast uh, to be bringing it down will take place. That will be interesting to see.